uncertain? You know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Just only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The Upstate Sports Authority. <laughs> this is incredible. We are 105.5 and 97.5. Give him a lot of credit. He got that left arm underneath the ball. Where every day is game day. We are the Roar. Hour number two out of bounds. William Quagamush, Ben Milstead, live from Doug Kingsmore Stadium and the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. You know, uh, we've been talking about for the last uh, couple of weeks that uh, the uh, Upcountry Fiber sponsoring the Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert at the Anderson Civic Center. Uh, coming up with Darius Rucker. On July 28th. So uh, two things you can do there. Enjoy a great concert by great artists. And give back to local upstate charities at the same time. They do have a few limited tickets available, so you got to act fast. Again, it's a Southern Fried Circuit charity concert with Darius Rucker, July 28th, the Anderson Civic Center. And that is all presented by Upcountry Fiber. For more information, you can go to southernfriedcircuit.com to get your tickets today. Speaking of tickets... We had a couple of people ask about tickets for this game uh, today here at Duck Kingsmore Stadium. I believe uh, that there are a few tickets still remaining for this game. Um, I would imagine there's going to be a pretty good, a pretty good sized uh, walk-up crowd today. So I would encourage you go ahead and get those or get here early to make sure you get a seat because I've I've just seen an abundance of people just in my personal circles that I kind of run in who have been asking for tickets the last uh, few days and so want to make sure you get in get here early uh, so you get a seat inside Doug Kingsmore Stadium of course uh, Bob Mahoney and I will have pregame at 3 30 and a first pitch at four o'clock here this afternoon let's go to Ernie who's up with us next who held through the break Ernie thanks for your patience how are you uh, hey good how are you guys doing great man hey, uh, thanks uh, for getting in today good sure uh, it's interesting you bring up the, the tiger issue because uh, I think like everyone, you know, we've been waiting for the next, you know, the Tiger to come along. And I know, you know, watching the broadcasts, uh, somebody will win a major and the announcer will say, well, he's he's going to win a lot more after that performance. And I think I've heard that 50 times. And, and the reality is they, they just don't. I mean, I, I was thinking back to Adam Scott when he won the Masters. I think it was probably, I don't know, 10 15 years ago or something like that. He was, this, this is one I could remember where, you know, he had the perfect swing and, you know, had conquered the masters and, it, you know, it was something where you look like and imagine that guy could win whatever, two, three, four, five, something else. But, you know, it just hasn't come to fruition, speed and, you know, those kind of guys. But anyway, I was thinking back, 
you know, Tiger, Nicholas, and then I was thinking of Hogan. Uh, they all had what I what I call something supernatural about them that, you know, we just have to keep looking for in one of these new guys. And maybe there is too much parody. There, there, you know, there weren't as many guys that could beat Nicholas flat out, but there are a bunch of guys now who could win every, you know, every week. But, you know, with Hogan, he had this supernatural, they all have talent. It's talent plus. He had this supernatural need and want to have the perfect golf swing. And so his obsession with that, uh, you know, comes to mind. And then with Nicholas, you know, he had this superior mind. He just was incredible about knowing the right shot at the right time on the course. It was better than anybody else. And then with Tiger, he had the, the super mental coach, his father, you know, driving him, you know, to heights that, you know, added to his talent. And so I'm just wondering if we'll see that with one of these other guys. I mean, certainly Rory has an unbelievable unbelievable talent dustin johnson unbelievable talent that maybe you know exceeds one of those three guys but do they have that other supernatural element i think it's a great point and a great question ernie i appreciate the phone call thanks very much i ben i think that's a great great question i think it's a great way to think about it and it's not i mean the, the reason we can have this conversation is that it's not just about talent if it was just about talent, then there would have been another Tiger by now, and we would have, uh, you know, we you talked about whether Tiger was sort of uh, sort of thrust upon us, or uh, if we if we embraced him. The reality is, it really doesn't matter. Uh, it, when it happens, it happens, and everybody kind of knows. But there is so much more to it. I think there is a there is a personality to it that even talented people sometimes don't have. There's a character to it that sometimes people that have personality don't have. And there is a timing piece to it, too, that is really important, coming along at the right time. We always talk about people being, you know, a, a generation ahead or a generation behind his time or something like that. And the reality is if you don't hit it right smack dab where you're supposed to, then you're not going to be able to get that, uh, that, that sort of, uh, you know, wind uh, behind your sails or, or however you want to say it. You're not going to have that uh, sort of pushing and prodding you forward. That's what Tiger Woods did. He came at a time when golf needed something. He provided it. He continued to provide it consistently. He gave that supernatural element that Ernie was talking about. And I think that I think it looks different for everybody. But I think there's no mistake in that uh, that that uh, you know somebody like Tiger Woods has that element, whatever it is. I, I just think I think that's a great way to think about it, and it's a great way also to explain why the quote-unquote face of a sport or of a tour or something like that just doesn't come along all the time. Yeah, and, you know, I, I mentioned earlier just how he exploded onto the scene. You know, I, I kind of forgot that in year two of being a pro, I mean, in less than one calendar year, actually, he won the Masters in record-breaking fashion. I mean, that was – so he plays in the Masters as an amateur, finishes like 41, turns pro in 1996, uh, in August of 96, and then April of 97, he wins a Masters and just blows the field away, and he had just turned 21 years old. I mean, that – you know, and then he wasn't just a flash in the pan. 
he kept right on winning. I mean, he had you know had a couple of years there that weren't you know like like he ended up being. I mean, a little bit of down years, but then turned it back around and never looked back. Uh, a texture brought up a good point earlier. Said it would be hard for another person like a young guy like Tiger to come along now and win consistently because there's so many, there's so much talent on the tour and young guys. And I guess you're talking about before the split to live because you know a lot of the talent now is there, unfortunately. But I think that's a good point. There there's a lot of young talented golfers. Uh, that are all kind of hitting the tour at the same time, that is going to make it hard for one young guy to dominate. No, you're right. And I, I, I'm i not sure. I'm still working through that first part of what you said about that we may see somebody better than Tiger because I do think there are such particular uh, elements of his game that were just really, really, really striking that I'm not sure is just going to easily you're just going to easily replicate. I mean, Ernie talked about like you got to have the talent he had, plus the drive that he had, plus the drive that his his dad uh, had, plus the timing of kind of having an open gate for somebody to come in. I mean, I don't know that we'll see all that, um, but I do think that we may never see a dominant golfer again because there's just some and because people have access to better equipment, people have access to better training, people have access to better opportunities to showcase themselves and showcase their skills and get to the highest level. I think that door is more open than at any point in history. And it's to the point now Ben, and I know this is something that you uh you brought up yesterday. It's to the point that you know um Bryson DeChambeau Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, I mean, you could go on at Sergio Garcia, like all these guys leave the PGA Tour, and yet at the Genesis Invitational, there's no one that's saying, boy, I wish Bryson DeChambeau was here, or I wish, boy, I, I wish uh, Brooks Kepka was here. I can't imagine doing this tournament without Phil, or I can't imagine doing this without Sergio. I can't imagine doing it without this guy or that guy or oh, all the guys. You lost so much talent, nobody cares because – well, I, I'd say that. I'll, I'll give you a chance if you if you do care about those guys. To me, I, you don't you don't look at that leaderboard of great players and also uh, a CPA and go, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're missing so many great golfers. Even though you are missing great golfers, right? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. not like those guys are there, and it's not like the the tournament wouldn't be better if those guys are up there. Just the point is, there's so much greatness in it that it's almost like you can get those guys going to live and the tournaments still feel great to people. Uh, are, do you have a different take on that? I, I think there are enough names left that when you have a tournament like this one and you have, you know, you got a handful of the old guard, if you will, still playing. I think that's enough for people. Uh, I also don't think it's great for the tour, honestly, that, that, Keith Paul William Mitchell is uh, <laughs> leading the tournament right now. Um, I, I haven't thought twice about the field, though. I really haven't, and I, I maybe I'm in the minority there. I don't care that it is not as strong a field as it could have been. And I mean, let's be honest. You know, it'd be it would be stronger if you didn't have Live Tour. But those guys have really been out of sight, out of mind for me. They they have. Uh, speaking of, and I mean we've rent, we've mentioned the Live Tour multiple times now. This week there were reports that uh, there's a few guys, mainly Brooks Kepka, 
having buyer's remorse for going to that tour. And their ratings are zero. Uh, they are losing money. And there is not the interest that they they thought there was going to be. Um, there is, and I haven't seen checked on this in the last couple of days, you know, there was some sort of legal battle with the European tour to make those guys eligible there, which would then mean they could play uh, on on the European team in the Ryder Cup. But if they get shut out of that too, they really have been exiled from golf that people watch. And a guy like Kepka, you know, it was Alan Shipnuck is who reported that and said he kind of explained why he took, he made the jump in the first place was that it was largely largely based on his health and he saw it as a payday because he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to keep playing golf again. And now that he has recovered and he's kind of feeling good again, he misses the PGA Tour and is thinking about, uh, if reports are to be believed, he is thinking about what it would take to get back to the PGA Tour and I don't know how I feel about that. I, it's nothing personal against Kepka, but, man, there is something about that that just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, if we if you could roll back time and just say none of it ever happened and you, all you guys come back, and I, I would do that. But our, when we get into a situation where you have a guy here and there that is now wanting to come back to the PGA – I don't, I don't know how that's going to translate with fans or the legalities of that. Uh, that could get really messy. Okay, a couple things on this because I think this is a great, great point. And I think this is a great conversation. And specifically as it relates to the PGA Tour. Now, I want to start with Brooks Kepka because I had this thought, okay? I, like, we're the, we're the land of second chances, and we're the land of forgiveness and opportunity, and we'll, te- you know, we'll build you up and tear you down and build you up again. That's, that's the American, uh, I would say it's the new American dream. The old American dream it is, is very different and more idyllic, but this is, this is kind of what we do, right? We, we build people up and tear them down and build them up again, and we almost relish the idea that we can rebuild something that we tore down, right? I mean, just, just generally as a people. Um, with the guys who left for live, though, I think a spirit of forgiveness is always good. Doesn't there have to be some sort of statute of limitations on that, though? Like, I understand if you can, you know, you can, you can make a life choice and then regret it and, you know, have some unintended consequences and some circumstances change, and then you come back to a place that you wanted to be at all along. That's totally fine. But don't you, Ben, have to sit in the consequences of your decision for right. just a little bit? You right, know, right. Like, like I could see Brooks Kepka coming back in five years. But I can't see Brooks Kepka coming back immediately and him going, oh, sorry. Like, you haven't even been on the live tour a year yet. You you got to wear it for a little bit longer than that, right? And we got to make we got to twist the twist the knife a little bit before we're going to let you back. Isn't that isn't that sort of an aspect at play here? I, I think that's a great point. And what I, I know what I'm about to say sounds a bit dramatic. I get that. But it's truly how I feel in this case. It's more than just somebody chasing the money for me in this situation. 
because I don't fault somebody. These guys were offered obscene amount of money to basically do nothing. No, I'm not talking about NIL. I'm talking about <laughs> professional golf. <laughs> they were they were offered obscene <laughs> amount of money to do much less work than what they have to do now to get anywhere near that money. The the financial sense of it, I can understand the lure of that. But I can't get past the fact that you you turned your back on the PGA, the one organization that you fought your whole life to be part of. And, and I really feel this way. To a certain extent, I, there is a political part of this that I almost felt like you turned your back on your country. <laughs> and I, I realize yes. that's dramatic. I, I do. But you sold out to Saudi Arabia. You sold out to the Saudis, and I can forgive. Man, I have learned how to forgive, but it is hard to forget, and and there are still consequences, and I, that's where that's where I really struggle with this one. I, look, I'm with you, and I've got one more thing to say on that, but we got to go to break. We'll wrap up this. We still have to talk about Louisville Clemson. Uh, Brett Freelander, he kind of got tied up with some things. We're going to try to have him on a little bit later in the show as well. We'll continue to get you ready for Clemson baseball today as they are, oh, about uh, three hours and ten minutes or, yeah, three hours and 40 minutes away from first pitch as they take on – uh, no, two hours and 40 minutes. I can't tell time. I, I don't know directions. I don't know parallel perpendicular. I don't know weather patterns. I don't know time either uh, from uh, starting the season against Binghamton. Stay with us. Hour 2 continues after this. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. We're your locally owned Benjamin Moore retailer. We're your store for quality with brilliant and durable paints in a variety of sheens and thousands of colors. We're your store for service with one-on-one -on -one advice for contractors and homeowners. We're your local experts and we're here to help you with all your painting projects. Benjamin Moore. Come see us at Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Uncompromising quality, reliability, comfort, and safety. Toyota trucks, SUVs, and cars deliver those attributes, and you'll find them at South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer, Ralph Hayes Toyota. Whether it's a pre-owned or new Toyota, Ralph Hayes Toyota delivers the goods. Built on their over 70 years as a family-owned dealership, see the state-of-the-art Ralph Hayes Toyota pre-owned store, as well as the flagship store in Anderson on Clemson Boulevard. Ralph Hayes Toyota. Rely on the pros in EnviroMulch for all your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and much more. Choose EnviroMulch. Make your yard look amazing during the colder months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Go Tigers! This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge Mentality. This 
is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. FirstClassHalt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. With 11 different apartment communities in the Clemson area, Burton Properties wants you to know there are apartments ready for lease. In the Heritage at Riverwood and Heritage Point, they have units available for any size you need, and they are also reserving for the fall. Please visit their website at ClemsonApartments.com. That's ClemsonApartments.com. Or call 653-7717 or 654-1130. Burton Properties is family-owned and operated, and their family looks forward to serving you. Keeping track of your teenager's whereabouts can help deter underage drinking. Here are some helpful tips from the Forrester Center for Behavioral Health in Spartanburg. Ask the five W's. Where are you going? What will you be doing? Who's going? When will you be home? And will there be alcohol? Your teen will be more open to honest conversation if they feel you're asking because you care, not because you distrust them. Underage drinking isn't a rite of passage. It's against the law. Visit theforestercenter.org today for more resources. How can you experience the ultimate in luxury while also getting the best possible value at the same place? Seems contradictory, right? Well, it happens every day at Diamonds Direct as we bring together the best of all worlds for our customers. We take pride in our showroom atmosphere being both lavish and relaxing. It's our selection, which is truly breathtaking and yet attainable. It's our diamond experts who are technical in their knowledge, but at the same time, warm, engaging, and caring. This is what makes Diamonds Direct a unique and captivating place where we constantly challenge the norms and redefine shopping expectations. Regardless of whether you want a simple gold band or the most intricate custom design ring, we love making it happen. And whether you're in a t-shirt and shorts or a three-piece suit, you'll be treated like family and we'll go out of our way to make you comfortable and happy. Come and experience a different kind of jeweler where we're as practical as we are romantic. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Directions and store hours online at DiamondsDirect.com. Powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to The Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download The Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. We continue on uh, hour two out of bounds. William Quagabush and Ben Milstead here uh, inside Ducking Moore Stadium and the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Clemson now taking a little infield outfield. Uh, we, we have seen fungos, Ben. We got a fungo siding here. And, uh, again, we're just we're marking off the landmarks here for opening day. Anytime, anytime you see a fungo, that means something good's about to happen. Um, we've got some interesting texts on this during the break. And there's one other point I want to make, and then we'll get to 
my gosh, we're going to get to some great ideas that you guys had on the uh, Adams Curving text line. There's one other part of Alan Shipnuck's answer here that I want to spend some time with because he talks about the PR bonanza that it would be for the PGA Tour if Brooks Kepka or some or one or more of the guys there uh, that, that left said, you know what, I'd like to come back, and they said, you know what, we'll let you back, and basically publicly try to kill the Live Tour. And it, only the folks at the PGA Tour um, would know if that's more important than sort of punishing those guys that left. But I am fascinated by that, the potential idea of those guys coming back in the PGA Tour going, yeah, sure, that's fine, no harm, no foul, if it meant killing off the Live Tour. I, I love it. And, yeah, so a texture. I'm sorry, I was answering the phone there, I, and I apologize if I missed part of oh, that. Oh, you're good. Um one texter said, you know, have that one day that they're allowed to come back in. And I said, you know, basically PGA Tour Amnesty Day. You want to talk about a way to shut down Live Tour? Pick a day right before next season and just say, hey, here's your one-time offer. Come back to the tour. We take you back no questions asked. All is forgiven. Here's your one amnesty day. Come on back. But this offer expires at midnight. You either take it or it's never happening. You have to decide now. I think as a fan, I would I, I would be okay with that. You know, I, I love this idea. I love that it's like the purge, too. Like, okay, you have from 1201 to 1159. We could have a siren and, and all that, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I love that idea of it. And then, you know what? Not only would it create, like, real-world pressure on these guys, could you imagine, like, turning on SportsCenter and it's like the purge clock for live golfers? And it's almost like signing day where you're like, oh, another guy's coming back to PGA Tour, and you have, like, some music, some dun 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 and it's Brooks Kepka, and everyone gets to respond, and you have golf analysts. Uh, I could see the Golf Network having a field day on this. They could borrow my... Transfer portal. Yes. I mean, just come on. Transfer on over, man. <laughs> That's great. Let's get a couple calls, it. and then uh, we got many other things to talk about. Yes. Let's go to Jersey Jack, who basically waited through the break. What's up, Jack? Hey, it's going to be a beautiful day. Just getting ready to go to softball and baseball games this afternoon, and... Uh, you know, you're talking about the uh, the PGA and, you know, watching the PGA, and I'm a golf fan. I can't play right now because of a little spinal surgery, but uh, uh, I love watching golf, and uh, I miss guys like Brooks Kepka. I, I played golf with Brooks Kepka and his, his dad, Bob, down in Florida when I was there, and he's just a great guy, and I hope he can get back to the PGA Tour. Uh, you're missing guys like DJ and Phil and Sergio and Cam Davis. All these guys are top, you know, 20 guys, and uh, – the only major I see this year is the Masters because you're going to have the best golfers in the world there. But uh, the other majors, uh, not so much. So uh, I, I miss those guys on the PGA Tour, and I hope they can, can, can come back uh, someday soon. You know, I, I, I do think, and I said, you don't miss them when you have a good feel, but I do think golf is better with them. I think those are two different things, and uh, I, certainly echo, I certainly echo those sentiments. Appreciate the phone call, Jack. Enjoy the games today. Hey, is the, is the wind uh, heading out? towards the outfield today? 
Uh, it is, but in fact, it has pivoted. Uh, it is now blowing sort of toward third base, so it's now blowing across, and it's kind of shifted between blowing straight in and blowing across the field to the left. It is not blowing out. So uh, I think you're going to see a bit of a low-scoring game today unless you get a lot of good C&I singles. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later then. Have a good night. Sounds good. Take care, Jack. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, the uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try to describe the flag because of how poorly that went in the first segment. But just suffice <laughs> it to say, it is a pitcher's ballpark today, Ben. It's okay. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Paul from Henry is up with us next. What's up, Paul? Uh, nothing much, guys. Uh, you, you'd really think if the live uh, uh, tour goes under, do you think there'd be some of those players that they wouldn't take back? And I don't believe these guys could just come back on their own, because I'm sure them Saudis are smart enough to get a contract written with these players. You know, that they just can't say, well, I don't think I'm, I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to leave. I just don't think that would happen to you. Well, I, you know I do think saying? that, yeah, I mean, I do think once you take that money that it's going to take uh, a sizable amount of money to get out of it. I mean, I, I think every contract right. has a loophole, but I, I also think you're correct that, you know, the PGA Tour might have to pony up or Brooks Kepka would have to leave an awful lot of money on the table uh, if he wanted to come back. I would argue that it's, it's one of those things where, like, it would almost have to happen in tandem where you would take people right. back and, and the live tour would kind of start going south at the same time as opposed to one leading to the other because then you're right. You get into a situation where you start getting desperation from people who have the contracts not to let people out of it, and then it just becomes uh, even more of a mess. So I, 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 I certainly see where you're going with that, and I would, I would agree that it's a little bit tricky. You know, I, I agree with what you said, or being said either one. I think it's un patriotic for what they did i mean you go to a country who's held us hostage with oil for what 50 years 30 40 years you know i just feel like it's kind of unpatriotic to go go to saudi arabia i mean i don't know how y'all i I know one of y'all brought that up a while ago right yeah yeah ben ben that was a good point you made uh and that that is uh that is an extra pr hurdle to go over i think yeah, you know, y'all were talking about the faces of uh, face of golf, but Charlie Woods, how old is Charlie? Uh, I you don't. Know? I mean, he's a he's still a teenager. I mean, yeah, 16, he's barely 17? a he's barely a, no, he's not that old. He's barely a teenager. Oh, okay. Uh, and and uh, think, he's not. I mean, he's a good golfer, but he's not uh, like he. They're they're better golfers in the world. Many better than he is right now. He's That's 14 years think, old. Yeah, didn't Tiger win a couple of amateurs uh, when he was in uh, when he was young, like 16, 17? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that and then that timeline. Uh, we we talked about that a little bit earlier. Pa, appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Okay, have a great day, guys. Yes, sir. You Bye-bye. too. Thank you. I, we talked about that earlier. How Tiger's timeline? Like you're never going to see anybody replicate that. Yeah, Charlie Woods. He just turned 14 like a week and a half ago. So we're still talking about. I mean, you know, we're still talking about somebody who uh, has got a lot of expectation on him. But as you said, Ben is you know, is not the best golfer in the world. And even so, you know, we can look back to some others. Like, I'm, I think about Michelle Wee. Like, Michelle Wee at 13 years old was, you know, playing in some tournaments and doing some stuff. And, and Michelle Wee has had a fine career, but Michelle Wee was expected to be the greatest golfer ever. 
uh, you know, in the in the uh, in the the mold of uh, Annika Sorenstam or somebody like that, and uh, that that pressure was too great. And so I think we gotta I think we gotta be careful about uh, doing that same exact thing to to Charlie Woods here. Six five four roars the number if you like to join us on the phones or on the Adams Co Roofing text line six five four seven six two seven. We're talking. Uh, we're talking about certainly. Uh, we're t- we've talked a lot of golf today. More golf than we have in a while. Uh, we haven't gotten to any college basketball yet. Um, we are going to try to get uh, Brett Friedlander in on the program here in just a little bit. In fact, I've just locked him in for two o five. So we'll we'll talk to him about ACC baseball. Talk to him about ACC basketball as well. Ben, before we go to our next break, uh, we we mentioned yesterday, and we didn't spend a lot of time on this. We mentioned the potential danger zone of Clemson going to Louisville for a 7 o'clock tip. I know they're doing some sort of a ceremony during the game to honor uh, some of their championship teams of years past. We know that can always give a little bit of a weird energy into the building. What do you mean when you consider this idea that it could be a, a bit of a perilous journey for Clemson into Louisville tomorrow and that they better, uh, they better be ready to strap it up and play ball? Well, I I would say that I mean Louisville is what they what their record says they are, but they're they're that doesn't mean they're not still a dangerous team. We saw that uh, in their last outing against Virginia. I don't know that it shows up in their record yet. In fact, I know that it doesn't. But they're they're certainly better than they were earlier in the year. And one of the things that you saw when they came to Little John is you. Know, they're a very athletic team. In fact, from an athleticism standpoint, they're probably more athletic than Clemson, if you want to know the truth. From a basketball standpoint, Clemson has better basketball players. Uh, and it's almost like, you think about this, Quag, 10 years ago, it would have almost been the opposite, right? Where, well, Clemson, man, they got athletic people playing on their basketball team, but they're not great basketball players. Right. It's almost like the the tables have been turned in this situation. And an athletic team can have a good day and beat anybody. I don't think you go to Louisville with the assumption that this is an automatic W and we're just going there to pick up the W and coming home. Uh, I, I, if, if you go there with that attitude, you're going to get beat, plain and simple. I, and I know, I know that the staff's not going to have that kind of an attitude. But it's still dangerous. It is still going to Louisville. It is still a road to, road game in the conference, and and it's a game that clearly you should win. I mean, don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I you 100 percent should win this game, and that's the expectation. Yes. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. This is one. I'll put it this way: this is one of those games. You go there tomorrow. I don't care what the final score is as long as Clemson has one more point than they do. Exactly. I, 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 yes. I, I don't need style points tomorrow. I just need a W. Oh, 100%. I want to talk about this more on the other side, plus some of the other games coming up. We'll do that. 654-ROAR is the number on the Adams Curving text line and on the phones. Hour two of the program continues after this. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. 
If you are looking for first class service, consider first class halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. It's bow time. A leg and thigh dinner from Bojangles for just $5.99. It's a deal so good it's worth repeating. So eat and repeat while it lasts. It's bow time. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. A lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. Sure, you could wait until spring for spring cleaning, or you could get an insanely clean home now by calling the experts at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning today. They use ZR water to clean your carpets like no other. And with no sticky, soapy residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention me, Mickey, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $119 plus a free hallway. Schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com. It's that time of year. Basketball, softball, football, and cheer. Teams are scrambling to get uniforms on time. Even with supply chain issues, ACD Sports in Easley can help. They work with several manufacturers and get great-looking stock jerseys or fully sublimated uniforms. All with the extras like tees, pants, belts, socks, and parent shirts. They can even set you up with a custom team store so you don't have to collect the money. ACD Sports, next to Chick-fil-A on 123 in Easley. Online at acdsports.com. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. Okay, listen closely. A water furnace geothermal system can save up to 70% on your heating and cooling costs. Will last twice as long on average than ordinary heat pumps. You get the same tax credits as solar and Blue Ridge Electric Co-op members get an additional cash rebate. What are you waiting for? It doesn't take an engineer to understand geothermal is the best and least expensive way to heat and cool your home. It's like putting money in the bank. Learn more at ClemsonGeo.com. Still overpaying for a razor? In this economy? Gross. At Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. We've been hawking shaving products for years online, and we're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. From high-quality stainless steel blades to super smooth shave creams, 
Dollar Shave Club's in the business of making your shave easier. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Isn't that great? Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back inside Doug Kingsmore Stadium. It is out of bounds. Uh, we're we're waiting on lineups here, and you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna tease people. I said this right at the top of the show, but I'm gonna say it again. Uh, I Eric Baggett just told me the lineup, and I'm I'm just I'm not gonna tell you what it says, but I I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, you will be you will be surprised. Uh, there is there is at least one point where you will be kind of shocked, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And to me, it creates some extra intrigue today. And I think I just uh, I think I just did the meanest thing I've ever done on air to any audience, and just being vague like that. But I, I really I don't want to I don't want to ruin the surprise of what's going to happen when Clemson baseball puts this lineup out at some point in the very uh, in the very near future. Just going to throw that out there. Um. All right. Let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the basketball discussion because I agree with you on Louisville. I think one of the most dangerous teams this time of year is a team that fits the specs exactly like you said. Now again, don't don't hear what I'm not saying. Uh, I would much rather play Louisville than everybody else in the ACC except Georgia Tech and Florida State. Okay, uh, and and probably Boston College right now, which tells you. Uh, just we we can restate again that Clemson's loss at Boston College was maybe the worst that I've seen a Clemson team play in years. Um, but there is a dangerous thing about a team that has absolutely nothing to lose, is super athletic, as you said, and is also playing hard. And I would throw in there the other caveat that it is a it is a team that uh, that that hasn't been winning games. But they've been getting close. And I watched that team play Virginia. I'm, I'm telling you, Virginia had to make every single shot and every single play down the stretch to win that game. And they won by three. They didn't win by 10 or 12. Louisville didn't fade down the stretch. In fact, there was a point where I thought Louisville was going to fade with about five or six minutes left. And to be quite honest with you, I, I, was, I was impressed. I mean, yes, you changed the standard for a team like Louisville. That's got three wins on a year. Certainly you change the standard. But I'm just assuming that the weight of losing all those games is going to redound to the benefit of the team you're playing, where they're just going to be able to outlast you a little bit. That has not been happening on a consistent basis. It's happened a couple times lately because Louisville's still not skilled enough to win those games. And I heard Brad Sinkoff say, uh, I know Delvin called into Brad Brad and John today, and he he basically was asking about – about the Louisville game and said Louisville's going to get somebody, and Brad said, no, Louisville's not going to get somebody. It's totally plausible to me that Louisville doesn't win another game, but that doesn't mean that those games aren't going to be uncomfortably close, and it doesn't mean those games aren't going to be really annoying for fans, and it also doesn't mean that those games uh, aren't going to showcase maybe a little bit about Louisville's spirit and their toughness and tenacity, especially when you're playing in their building. Ben, I think this is the most dangerous game remaining on Clemson's schedule. Uh, I think uh, I think the the benefits. One of those games where the benefit of winning is that you didn't lose it, but 
it, you're you're going to have to work harder to win this game than it looks like you should on paper. Yes, and Louisville has lost a lot of games in the last ten minutes of of contest this year. I mean, like they'll they'll play you pretty good for about thirty minutes, and then they kind of lose it down the stretch. So it's one of those games where, much like against Virginia, I think. Are you going to be surprised if it's like a two-point game one way or the other at halftime? I'm not. That's just kind of what Louisville has has been this year. Uh, and I, I kind of expect more of the same tomorrow. But, but again, it is a game that you need to win, and it's a game that you 100% should win. And as Texter said, you know, it it does make it maybe a little more difficult for Clemson, and, and it's their fault that this is very much a must-win game. Uh, you don't have really any mulligans left, and, and there is a little bit of pressure to something like that, for sure. Uh, well, and I, I, I always refresh on Tuesdays and Fridays, uh, Joe Lenardi puts out his newest bracket, and regardless of what you feel about Lenardi, it, whether you feel like he's on the nose with the teams he puts in or whatever, the the reality is he is probably in the ballpark of what the committee's doing. Whether he's hit it on the nose or not, he's probably he's probably got your team in the in the bracket or in the realm where where they need to be. Um, ben, I gotta say, he had Clemson as the last team in today, and I I, I am still I'll on take record. It. I'll as, take it. <laughs> listen, that that's the thing that when somebody when when you hear last team in. I think what people think is, well, there's probably an equal chance that they're out of the tournament and that they're in the tournament, and I, I just don't agree. I think there's too much on Cle- As it stands right now, if they didn't play another game, if nobody played any more games, I think Clemson would almost certainly be in the bracket because of what they've done so far. But don't tempt fate by losing more games, and certainly don't lose this one. Right. I, I'm even talking about some of the ones that would be a quad one or quad two, like on the road at NC State's a quad one, on the road at Virginia's a quad one. I kind of feel like in order to to you know be be in a good frame of mind heading into the ACC tournament, you might need to win one of those games uh, and just get that extra quality win on the resume. Ben, I feel like this is a team that if the if it's if it's uh, if if the tournament started right now, if the committee were meeting right now, that it'd be fine that Clemson would be in. And I think the vast majority of people who would fill out a bracket would have Clemson in, but a lot can still change in the last couple of weeks. And as people play themselves out, uh, you can't be in that group who is going to sort of tank out of the bubble because you lose a game like this. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if as much as we've talked about net rankings this year, you, you're probably going down either way tomorrow but if you lose, you're you're going to be in a hole that you probably can't dig out of from a net standpoint. By the way, I don't feel good about tomorrow in that Clemson must have had a horrible practice yesterday. They fell two spots in the net overnight. I don't know. What? <laughs> they did. What in the world? I know. It's called other people won. But still, yeah, <laughs> they did. Must have been a terrible practice. They were, they were practicing against a bad, uh, I guess, a bad team and, and fell in the net. Uh, I I can tell you this, and that I don't. Again, I don't know what this. I don't know what this says about the formula. I don't even know if this is true. But I'm looking at the Ken Palm projections right now. Ken Palm has Clemson by 11. Okay, and you. I I also thought that just playing Florida State would be a negative for Clemson, and yet they rose 13 spots in the net. So I 
I kind of feel like if you blow Louisville out, I'm not saying win by 40, but if you win by, you know, 15 or 20 or something like that, maybe it's not a net negative just to play the game. Even though Louisville is a worse net team than Florida State and there's probably a different bar to clear there, I do think if you play well, then the efficiency part of the formula that we know exists, but we don't know exactly how or how much or what it looks like as a part of the formula, I've kind of sort of had to rescind some of my negativity towards, well, you're going to play this game and fall in the net because Florida State has made me rethink my, uh, you know, my default setting on the formula. (laughs) Yeah. Chad DeMillman said Paul calls in and 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 clips and drops in the net. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. There's a couple of other games tomorrow in the ACC. Uh, One in particular has caught my attention. Do you know Georgia Tech is playing tomorrow? Okay, they were supposed to be off, right? And they've added somebody? Uh, well, I guess that's how that... I They're playing against what sounds like an imaginary school. They're playing against... <laughs> Georgia Tech is hosting Florida Tech tomorrow. <laughs> As God is my witness, I've never heard of Florida Tech. Florida Tech! It's a that real seems school. like a typo. It is a – I don't know what <laughs> level they play. They play like Benedict College and, and whatever level that is, they're, that's kind of who they, who they play. Uh, it is listed as an exhibition game on Florida Tech's schedule. I don't know why in the world you were doing this. Uh, it's, it's not unprecedented, but – Instead of taking the bye, you're playing Florida Tech. I any any thoughts on Georgia Tech, Florida Tech? Uh, no, I would say <laughs> it's the fight of the Techs, man. I would, I would say technical supremacy in this. I would say this is going to be a technically sound game that they're going to play against one another. <laughs> um, no, I here's my thought on it. Texture says it's the school doing? from it's the school from the water boy. <laughs> It does sound like a school for the water boy or some uh, irreverent sports movie. Absolutely, I I don't I don't see the benefit of this game at all. It it's it doesn't even I'm not even sure it counts toward your win total because it's a D two game. I don't. Would you be better off just taking a day off? I mean, are you trying not to get fired because you're tricking your administration to thinking you won ten games instead of nine? Like what is that? I maybe I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, this is this is. Florida Tech, Georgia Tech. Where's Mike it, Hogwood it, when we need him? It, oh man, high flying ACC action, a battle of the Techs. But <laughs> and he would have it would have been from the from the Thriller Dome, Alexander Memorial Coliseum at Florida Tech <laughs> and Georgia Tech. Oh jeez, can uh, we please get a Bally announcing crew on this? Oh, you know we will. Uh, it is a an ACC Network extra. Like extra oh, bad. Thank, thank God. Thank God. Texture said the, the head coach is oh. Henry Winkler. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh my God. Okay, uh, other serious games oh, tomorrow. Man. Oh my God. What if they lose? What if, What if it's close? Oh my God. If If it's If it's close, they need to just put Josh Passer out of his misery right now. Just do oh it. Oh, my gosh. I think Davon Smith should get in the portal immediately. If he doesn't go for 25 in this game, he should get in the portal right now. Yeah. Just, I mean, don't even get to the locker room. Just call, just call somebody and tell you, just sign that paperwork. 
we're doing this. At noon tomorrow, you have Boston College at Florida State. That actually could be a good game. No lines out on the games yet, but uh, that that could be a good one there. If Florida State doesn't put up more effort than they did against Clemson, they're going to lose a home game to Boston College. Uh, Wake Forest at Miami. If you're Miami, you can kind of see the finish line. You you know what you need to do now going forward. Don't get tripped up by a team that, that is good enough to beat you if you don't play well in Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest could upset the top of the rankings there if they were to pull off the upset. I, I don't think that they will, but, you know, it's it could it, it could definitely impact the standings top to bottom if they went were to upset uh, Miami. Oh, yeah. I think, I think you're 100% right, and I also think this is the type of game that a team like Wake Forest, uh, th- they play a style that's maybe conducive to winning a game like that because they will play the kind of game that Miami's comfortable with. They are, they are basically, a honestly, the way I see it, they are a poor man's Miami in terms of pace, in terms of style, in terms of what they're looking for. Now, it's also going to be hard to go win at Miami. They haven't lost at home yet, and Wake Forest hadn't exactly been great on the road. So I, I would be surprised, but I could see a path, if that makes sense, for that to, to happen, or at least to be a tight game down the stretch. Another one to keep your eye on is Pittsburgh at Virginia Tech, with Pittsburgh sitting atop the league right now. Uh, we know Virginia Tech is a tough place to play. They are not having a good season by any stretch of the imagination. But we have also seen Virginia Tech beat Virginia at home. So I I don't think this is a favorable matchup for Virginia Tech. But if those guys start shooting well from outside, uh, I'm not at all going to be shocked if they pull the upset. Would you? And this is this is 5 o'clock, too. On, 5 o'clock on a Saturday. The Virginia Tech, that'll be a sold-out arena, and we'll, they'll be part of that part of that game for sure. I know that Brian Edwards said to uh, take the points with uh, Pittsburgh if they're a road underdog here. I think Virginia Tech wins this game. It might be close. I think they win this game because they're basically out, right? I mean, this is must win. This is classic Mike Young must win game. Uh, They rally the troops after a a devastating loss to Georgia Tech in the midweek. They rally the troops and, and get a win at home. And I will also say I am more inclined to take home teams at this point in the year because it feels like in February it becomes more and more difficult to pick up wins on the road. Home teams tend to be a little more desperate. Crowds tend to be a little more engaged. And teams sometimes can get a little road-weary this time of year. So I, I kind of like Virginia Tech tomorrow. And then in Syracuse tomorrow, you have the battle of the 9-6 and six teams. Duke goes into Syracuse. Uh, Duke right now would be the 6th seeded team. Syracuse the 8th seeded team. Uh, so the loser here is certainly going to drop. The loser here might find themselves having to play a first-round game in the ACC tournament is what it comes down to. Uh, it feels pretty certain, or, or at least very likely, that Syracuse or Duke, the loser of this game, is going to be one of the bottom ten seeds, which means they play a first-round game in Greensboro in a couple weeks. That's right. I and and boy, if you had said that was going to be John Shire's first year, I think uh, I think a lot of folks probably would have been a little surprised about that. But I think you're right that these teams are kind of playing to stay out of that initial round of games. 
Uh, there's also one other game this weekend, and it's a Sunday afternoon game, a rare Sunday afternoon game. North Carolina and NC State. We're going to talk to Brett Friedlander about that next. Before we get to Brett, though, Ben, we have breaking news because in my hand from Brian Hennessy, I have the starting lineups for Binghamton-Clemson today. And you're going to make me wait. Yep. Going to make you wait, baby. Hour three, live from Doug Kingsmore Stadium is next. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartan.